Good morning to you, my friends. How are you this morning? How was your night? I hope you've all had a pleasant night rest. How has your week been in all? I hope you have enjoyed the grace and mercies of Almighty God. And God bless you. Welcome to Review. It's your host and your dear friend here. Esther. Good morning, gracious Abba. I will love, thank, and praise your holy name for a safe arrival again into the weekend. We thank you, gracious God, for all that has been during our week. We thank you for challenges. We thank you for victories over them and testimonies. Glory to your name, Abba Father. And we've come this morning to continue on our topic, Needing Grace. We want you to teach us yourself. Holy Spirit, you are the best teacher. Teach us yourself. Open our hearts and minds we want to hear from you. And most especially, apply what you teach us in every area of our lives. Thank you, Father, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Welcome once more, friends, and God bless you as we study together again today. And today, we carry on with our topic on needing grace, part four. In the bracket, remains the same, the inevitability of stumbling. Needing grace, part four, the inevitability of stumbling. Last week, we saw how dying Stephen poured out gracious words from his mouth unto his murderers. And today, let's see how that prayer became answered in the life of an important icon in the Bible. Saul of Tarsus turned poor as we read from Acts again this week, but this time, chapter 9, and we start reading from verse 1 through to 9. So come with me, friends, to Acts of the Apostles, chapter 9, and we start reading from verse 1 through to 9. God bless you. Verse 1 reads, Then so, still breathing threat and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, 
He might bring them bound to Jerusalem. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goats. So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. And the man who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no one. Then Saul arose from the ground, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no one. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus, verse 9, and where we shall stop. And he was three days without sight, and neither ate nor drank. The Lord bless the reading together, or listening to, is only an infallible word. Amen. We could see that Saul did not change at all. I mean, not immediately after Stephen's death. He kept breathing threat, persecuting the church. But after several stumbles, grace finally cut up with Saul. In his day, no one persecuted the church with so much zeal. But the Lord finally had his full attention on the Damascus Road experience. And from that moment, no one preached grace passionately as Paul did. It went on and on sharing the same grace he had received from the Lord. You know why? Because he remembered how terribly he persecuted the church to the point of death, and how grace came along, searching, seeking a murderer like himself. Even though he had hurt the church so much, leaving some of them with no fathers, uncles, brothers, or locked up in the prison. He was accepted by these hurting souls afterwards, well, maybe not immediately, for some of them were scared of him after he gave his life to the Lord Jesus Christ. But these hurting souls later accepted him for the sake of grace. And Paul, 
he could not get his heart, his head, round such love. He could not get his heart round such love he was shown. And that is why he is today known as an apostle of grace. One of those occasions, Paul was thankful for grace is in 1 Timothy. And please come with me to 1 Timothy chapter 1 where we shall be reading from verse 12 through to 16. Paul was thankful for grace. Read with me. 1 Timothy chapter 1. Let's start reading from verse 12 through to 16. It reads, And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who has enabled me, because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry, Although I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an insolent man, but I obtained a mercy, I obtained mercy, because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love, which are in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Verse 16 and where we shall stop. However, for this reason, I obtained mercy that in me first, Jesus Christ might show all long suffering as a pattern to those who are going to believe on him for everlasting life. Amen. Oh, what a testimony. Like I said to you, Paul could not get his head around such love, and therefore he lost no opportunity to magnify the grace of God. I mean, he remembered what it meant to be a persecutor. He realized also that if grace could catch up with him and overtake him, who tried destroying the church, the same grace is available to and for anyone willing to receive it and also share the same. Are you with me, friends? You see, the significance or the example established with Paul's salvation is the amazing truth of God's unmerited grace. Friends, have you been bruised or are you terribly hurt by your spouse, your friends, the church community, your neighbors, cousins, uncles, aunties, 
By who have you been terribly hurt or deeply bruised? Mm. Will you be willing to cling to the same grace like Stephen did and like Paul did? Will you be willing to cling to that same grace that made a persecutor like Paul became the persecuted? Will you be willing to cling to grace and set someone free, someone locked up in the corner of your heart? Would, would we be willing to cling to grace and let go of our hurt and pains, sorrows caused by families and friends? And you see, friends, to round up this series, we will be having a prayer session next week, which means there will be no studying together next week, but a prayer session asking God for inner strength and the grace to be gracious and the grace to be gracious and mercy wherever we have stumbled ourselves, wherever we have hurt people so deeply. So, why don't you join me next week for the prayer session? Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for your grace, grace, amazing grace. We thank you, gracious God, for your love unfailing. And we pray this morning, help us to share the same grace without reproach. Help us to share the same grace we have received. And as we go to a new week that leads up to the end of the month of May, We pray that your grace abides with us wherever we need it. Thank you, Abba. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. I want to thank you once more, friends, for choosing to spend a little bit, a little part of your Saturday morning with me. God bless you. And I'll see you bright and early next week, Saturday, as we round up our topic, Needing Grace Part 5, The Inevitability of Stumbling with Prayer Session, like I said to you. So until then, May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forever. Amen. Shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up.